Hi, my name is Jorge Cruz, and I'm the number one New York Times bestselling author and leading fitness, nutrition, and peak performance trainer to the world's busiest celebrities. You may have seen my work with Oprah Winfrey, Khloe Kardashian, Tyra Banks, Kelly Clarkson, or even Dr. Oz. My career started because in my early 20s, I was out of control and addicted to sweets, carbs, and salty snacks. And experts told me to simply count calories to get control. They were wrong. My passion to get control of my hunger led me to find simple ways backed by science that would turn off physical hunger as well as my emotional eating instantly. And I know I can help you too. Welcome to The Jorge Cruz Show. Well, happy Monday. It is November the 2nd. This is Jorge Cruz. Welcome to the show. I'm super happy you're here. Uh, I can't believe it is the first Monday in November. Uh, hope you had a great Halloween. Um, and it's Monday. Wow. And tomorrow's the election. Are you guys excited for that? Oh, my goodness. What a week it will be. But on today's show, get ready because it is going to be an exciting topic today. We are talking about intermittent fasting. Um, and obviously when you eat less and you eat in a time restricted window is what we call it, um, you may be concerned about hunger. So on today's show, I'm going to do two things with the world's leading authority on intermittent fasting. He is the New York times bestselling author of so many books on this topic. His name is Dr. Jason Fung, F-U-N-G. I've interviewed him before. If you've not heard our interview, you got to listen to the other show we did. Great, great material. I met Jason when I was writing my book three years ago called Cruise Control, The Cruise Control Diet, which was my take on intermittent fasting for kind of the newbie or the beginner, the everyday person, right? And it was a 16 uh, hour window of uh, not eating, and you would eat in an eight-hour window. So in the interme- intermittent fasting world, we call it a 16-8. But on today's show, you're going to find out why I was a little wrong if you want to be someone who actually sees results with weight, where you have beneficial weight loss results, because uh, the better results where not only do you lose weight, but your body has more time to go through housekeeping, they call it autophagy, is when you get to 24 hours. And you're gonna be like, what are you talking about, Mr. Jorge Cruz? Well, Jason Fung and I had a conversation. It's blown my mind. Uh, I thought 16 hours was solid. I thought 20 hours was great. But if you wanna see true beneficial health results, that include weight loss, uh, but also maximize this housekeeping effect, which is why I do it. I don't do it to lose weight. And I've been doing this now for eight eight months. It's called OMAD, one meal a day. Uh, This acronym, OMAD, you can check it out on every social platform. There are hundreds of thousands of people following that in the US. Uh, It's a big deal, a lot of people do it. Even the CEO of Twitter, Jack Dorsey does this, and he's a billionaire, and he is not trying to lose weight, he's just trying to improve his longevity, minimize aging, and when you get to 24 hours of fasting, magic happens. And basically, you eat one meal every day. It's like I have my meal around 3 p.m. Pacific time (laughs) for anyone that wants to eat with me, right? Uh, Every day around that time. And uh, we're going to talk about what to eat when you break your fast. Because recently, what's super controversial, the New York Times covered this, so it's legit. But um, 
there was a journal article written on intermittent fasting and how intermittent fasting doesn't work for weight loss. And what Jason and I talk about is this study, this incredible research uh, that was done. And unfortunately, it was done in a flawed way where there were two control groups. One where they had a structured three meal a day plan with snacks. It was all structured. They just couldn't go to Domino's and eat whatever. And then there was one that was unstructured and that was the group that was fasting for 16 hours and they had eight hours to eat whatever they wanted. In Latin, there's a word, it's A-D-L-I-B-I-T-U-M, ad libertum, I think is how you say it. You're gonna hear Jason say it a few times throughout the show, as I've never heard this word before. And basically, it's quite the word, (laughs) because it pretty pretty much means you can eat to one's pleasure as you desire. It basically means you can do whatever the heck you want when it comes to your diet. And I can tell you, if you eat basically whatever you want, uh, and what people did in the study from what they've been talking about is junk food. They pretty much ate carbs because who sits down when you're told you can eat whatever you want and has uh, you know, eggs, uh, healthy protein, uh, whether it's a steak, uh, a lettuce-wrapped burger. I mean, you're going to go for the pizza, the nachos. I mean, believe me, this is Jorge Cruz. I'm a sugar and carb ex-addict. Uh, salty foods included. And you're going to get all that because you want the potato chips, you want the corn chips, you want maybe a little guac, but you go for the hummus, you want, you know, you want the beans on there, you want the carbs, the rice, that's what we go for, those comfort foods, right? If we can eat whatever we want. And that's why the study honestly didn't work that well, because it was done in a way where the only people that had structure were the people eating three meals a day, not fasting, and then the ones fasting could eat whatever. And so if you're given eight hours to eat junk food, you're not going to lose weight. So on this show, we're going to talk about all that. We'll even talk about bone broth and if that is something you can eat while you're fasting or not, because a lot of people uh, want little hacks on what you can eat while you're fasting, what we call cheats, and we're going to talk about that. So it's a lot of great material on today's show. It's going to blow your mind. You may be motivated moving forward to follow in my footsteps. You don't have to. You can still see results. They're not going to be huge. They're going to be tiny results and not bad, a pound or two a week if you do a 16-8. Ideally, you want to get up to 20 hours and four-hour eating window. And if you're brave, wild, and crazy and want to live as long as possible and be in the phenomenal shape of your life, you're going to want to consider a 24-hour fast as a lifestyle. It's pretty powerful. You save money. And obviously, it's structured. You're not going to be eating junk food. Sorry, no Domino's pizzas. Although you can on occasion do that, maybe on a Friday. And I always tell my clients with my zero hunger method that you get one day a week to have a cheat meal, you know, and because you're eating one meal a day. So enjoy. But hopefully, there's always a little protein. I know when I have my cheat meals, I love nachos with cheese, but I always put steak on, you know, uh, rather than just a ribeye or something. So I do that. And I may even have some rice and beans. And, you know, I am Latino, so I like all that stuff. Uh, But nachos, nachos are where my heart go to (laughs) every single time. But so you're allowed a cheat date and you can even on that cheat day have your wine or alcohol, whatever you want to do, and even ice cream and all that. But if you do that every single day, 
even if it's one meal a day, you're not going to be helping your body in a beneficial way. It has to be structured. So all that is on today's show, guys. I'm super excited. Now, before we get into the uh, the actual talk, I have to give a shout out to our sponsors and thank them for all their support. We're brought to you by Primal Kitchen. They're giving us all a free chipotle lemon mayo made with avocado oil, my favorite anti-inflammatory. This is premium grade. Think of this as the Rolls Royce of mayonnaise and salad dressing. And you can quote me on that, Mark Sisson. <laughs> Mark is my buddy. He's also the creator of this. Think of him as the healthiest and sexiest and fittest 67-year-old man on earth. Google search Mark Sisson. Go to his social media. He makes Paul Newman uh, not look that good. I mean, Paul Newman was a very well-known actor. He's got all these salad dressings before he passed out there. And Marx has kind of done the same with Primal Kitchen. He's really made this his passion. It is his legacy, I think. And it's really about understanding that most salad dressings and mayonnaise that are out there um, are made with corn oil, soybean oil, or canola oil, which are incredibly inflammatory, and you got to cut out of your diet. That is junk, pure poison actually it's not even junk so uh get your free chipotle lemon mayo it is delicious i put a dollop or two on my steak i put it on my nachos it's amazing uh it doesn't taste healthy it just tastes delicious and you just simply go to primalkitchen.com forward slash jorge cruz and you're good to go we're also brought to you by Juve. Now, Juve, you get a free gift with the promo code Jorge, uh, is my red light therapy secret, uh, which is no longer a secret because I've been talking about it now for three years. But it is a red light therapy that I use in the morning, early when it's dark or at night, or anytime I just feel a little depressed or anxious because I go, go through that sometimes. I had a pretty rocky childhood, so there's still some cobwebs in my brain sometimes that are triggered. And when I want to feel happy, pretending I'm like a Disneyland kind of vibes, but you know, for me, it's a sunrise in, Ma in Maui or something or Hawaii or, or in Capri seeing a sunset, that magic light. You guys know what I mean? That beautiful orange red light. Well, that's what this red light therapy does is it gives you that, it mimics that and it makes you feel phenomenal. So as we enter fall and it's getting colder, and now that we're in November and Christmas is around the corner uh, and Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate, get this on your shopping list, this Juve, J-O-O-V-V, -V, Google it. Their website, though, check this out because you get the free gift with the promo code Jorge. It's juve.com forward slash Jorge, and it is spelt J-O-O-V-V.com forward slash Jorge, and you get uh, a free gift with the promo code Jorge, all caps. Check them out. It's amazing. I talk about it a lot. It is powerful. It's also good for your skin. It's got a million, million uses that are incredible to human health. And they have new, uh, new devices that they've just updated. So they're even cooler than ever. So check them out. Juve is amazing. And then we're also brought to you by uh, shopdrtest.com. Now, Dr. Tess is the world's leading a dermatologist, she is the the most favorite of all, but she's on every talk show known to man, from Dr. Oz to the talk. She's been on every show. Um, I met her on set at the, what's it, uh, CBS Studios in Los Angeles, where they filmed the talk with Sharon Osbourne. We became instant friends, this is over 10 years ago, and she's gorgeous, tiny gal, I thought she was in her 20s. I'm like, who's this girl? But she wasn't. <laughs> She's my age. We, we actually went to school at UCSD together. And then she went to her graduate work at Stanford and met her husband. And so together, they've created a collagen supplement that is designed for beautiful 
beautiful skin. Collagen, you know, is made from bone marrow, and it's not that beautiful to get. But if you get collagen into your body every day, you're going to have stronger nails, hair, and more elastic, elastic, I can't even say it. Your skin's going to be more supple and elastic. So if you have saggy skin, this will help correct that. If you have a lot of skin that has to recoil from weight that you've had, this will help that. Collagen is incredible. I mean, you can get it obviously from bone marrow. That's where that's where it comes from. That's where we all get it in soups and shakes. But I like these little pills. I just take three every day. And it's called Lively Healthy Skin. And she is giving all our listeners, you, 50% off with the checkout uh, coupon code Dr. Tess, D-R-T-E-S-S, uh, for all our listeners. And you just have to go to shopdrtess.com. That's S-H-O-P-D-R-T-E-S-S.com. And get your discount. You're going to love this. You're going to have beautiful skin for the new year. Uh, it's another great, great gift uh, for the holidays. So check that out, guys. So now with all that said and done, I'm excited because, I mean, for me, You know, food was uh, an issue for all my life when I was younger. I was overweight, sugar, carbs, all that stuff, Uh, salty. I always say salty snack foods, but it's true. Uh, It was was the potato chips and the the corn chips, obviously, for the nachos that I loved. But you're going to discover why intermittent fasting is something that will not only clean your life up, your body up through autophagy, but it can give you the ultimate health. But you're going to find out what you've learned may have been off and how 24 hours of fasting could be ideal to transform your health and it's provocative but please share this with your loved ones guys and let's get started right now if you're ready i'm ready let's do this happy monday everyone let's do it just a few weeks ago in the new york times there's a big article about intermittent fasting and and how intermittent fasting uh, according to a study was not effective at helping people with weight loss and health and uh, of course I, I reached out to my dear friend dr jason fung when this happened and we decided to do a little conversation so joining me on the other side here in canada in toronto is my dear friend dr jason fung please say say hi to everyone jason hey how are you good to be here We're- well, I'm thrilled you're here, Jason, because, uh, you know, this article came out September 28th in the New York Times. I'll just show everyone a little screenshot here for, on my iPad. And it basically just is the potential downside of intermittent fasting. And, you know, Jason is uh, not only, I would say, the world's leading expert in this field. He's written the top books from the obesity code, uh, literally to the books that I, I believe are the, the top books of people when they start fasting, uh, any kind of fasting, they, they go to your name, Dr. Jason Fung on Amazon. And you've written so many wonderful books on this topic. You've dedicated your life to this and you have an online kind of community as well uh, that we'll, we'll shout out to at the end of the, the call here um, that you've dedicated a lot of your work to this. And I feel like if anyone could help us understand what was in the New York Times would be you. And I'm just so grateful you're here, Jason, because I think uh, I'm scratching my head literally and saying, what the heck? (laughs) But what do you see? I mean, you've read this article, right, Jason? Tell me what your thoughts are on this study that the New York Times kind of is promoting that that, uh, fasting is not effective, uh, especially when it comes to health and weight loss, right? Yeah, it's a little bit counterintuitive. We have to look at the study that was done and uh, how they came to that conclusion. Of course, studies can only answer very, very specific questions. So they put people into very specific groups and the way that they did it was not really the way that most people 
do fasting and certainly not the way that we recommend. So what they did was they had two groups and one group was going to be a time restricted eating. So 16 hours of fasting. Um, and the sort of the, when you dig down into the details, there was a little bit of a difference between the way they said they should eat and the way we normally tell people when they eat. So normally when we tell people, okay, if you're going to be sort of 16 hours of fasting, which is an eight hour eating window, yep. you sort of eat everything you normally do, just cut it off, you know, truncate it where you want to do. So eight hours, say 12 to eight, you eat normally from 12 to eight. And everything else just gets wiped out. So that's normally the way we tell people to do it. So eat as normally as you can, just keep, you know, but everything in that sort of fasting window is kind of tossed out. Yeah, no, agreed. So, and, I, and I feel like that's been the basis of what I've recommended to people. And you remember the cruise control diet that I wrote and you were kind enough to write the introduction. And I feel like that is the standard 16 hours of, of fasting and, and an eight hour eating window. There's some people that do less, right, Jason, that do one meal a day, right? Yeah. So some people do one meal a day. And again, the point is not to sort of gorge yourself during that period um, yeah. because you'll find that weight loss is not gonna if you just shove all your calories in and you know eat ice cream and cookies and stuff and you okay, say oh i'm fasting so i should eat cookies um you're gonna have a bit more trouble <laughs> with weight loss than you normally would you so, need quality macronutrients when you're eating yeah exactly so in this study what they did of course was they said uh one group is going to eat a structured and i can only infer from the way they worded it it's a structured three meals a day. So they basically told the group, eat sort of a structured meal three times a day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And if you want a snack, you can take a snack, but it's structured meals. So basically and group the other, one was non-fasting. Non-fasting. Non so three meals a day. The other group, they said, eat ad libitum, which is eat whatever you feel like and however often you feel like in those eight hours that you're fasting. That is uh, cookies are okay. Cookies ice cream, you want to eat constantly, you want to eat like throughout the entire eight hours of that, fat, uh, of that feeding window, you wow. could. So wow. it, it was basically ad libitum, which is really eat to your heart's content. That's Holy not smoke. the way and eat whatever you want. Like yeah. it's not structured. There's no structure, you can eat whatever you want. And the way the reason they did that was because in rat studies of fasting, Mm -hmm. they found that you could let rats eat whatever they wanted in this eight hour window. But the difference is that rat metabolism is much higher than a human metabolism. So eight hours of rat fasting is much different than eight hours of human fasting. So, you know, a rat fasting for eight hours is more the equivalent of a human fasting for 24 or even 36 hours uh, because their metabolic rates are much higher. So they have to eat more frequently and all this sort of stuff. So when you fast them for that period of time, it's not the equivalent, but they took the rat and the human and they said, well, it worked for rats. So we can tell humans wow. to eat whatever they want in that eight hours. And that's, a, you know, it's, it's a huge difference in the way you practice medicine and the way they did the study. So they tried to emulate the rat studies, uh, not taking into account the difference in metabolic rate. Like if you said, eat whatever you want, like now, and then don't eat again for, you know, 36 hours that's maybe you might do okay. You get to eat once sure. for 36 hours and eat whatever you want. That might work, but eat whatever you want for eight hours of the day. Um, I'm, you know, looking at that going in, I'd say, well, that's not going to work for most people. And sure. my clinical experience is that if you tried to do that, you really wouldn't lose much weight at all, which is what they found. 
Yeah. And then, of course, uh, the, the 16 hours of fasting is really just, it's not a whole heck of a lot of fasting for people. Like when you're trying to get people to lose weight, that's yeah. more of a stepping stone. I mean, mm -hmm. we never used to use 16 hours, honestly. Um, but we cover it just because it's sort of a, you know, a very beginning. And if people did well on 16 hours, we'd leave them on that. But honestly, we didn't, we didn't see a huge amount of weight loss at 16 hours. If you're, if you're, if you're, if you're not, what was the tipping point, them. Jason, what, what number of hours were the, the weight Typically, loss higher? Yeah. Higher. So yeah. 2024 is what we'd see more beneficial weight loss. If you did 16, but you really change your diet, that is really eight good stuff and cut out all the junk. And well, the processed you know, I, not to interrupt, but you know, you know, my work with, uh, you know, my interviews as well on the podcast with Dr. Uh, Paul Saladino and, uh, and uh, Sean Baker, a lot of these guys are eating a high fat, high protein diet, more keto, obviously, a little more carnivore. And then there are people like Mark Sisson that are, are also moving in that direction. And I feel like, you know, I've been doing one meal a day and it's been very helpful and I've recommended to a lot of clients. And I love that you're saying that you really see a more significant uh, transformation with weight when people get close closer to, you were saying, is it a 24 hour fast? And maybe explain yeah, that to everyone watching and listening. Hours. Yeah. And that's sort of a one meal a day. So sort mm -hmm. of eat uh, dinner and then eat again at dinner. So you sort of don't eat anything in between and it doesn't have to be every day, but often three, four times a week, depending on what your weight loss goals are. Um, but the 16 is sort of, it, it just sort of gets you there barely. Um, now in a clinical setting, of course, like when you see patients, it's okay because if sure. the people are doing great and some people will, because they'll change their foods as well. So if they do great, then you just leave it be right. But yeah. if they're not doing great, then you can up it and you say, okay, well, it's not working for you. You haven't lost any weight and you wanted to lose weight. So let's, let's up the fasting and see what we can do about your, you know, cutting out some of the junk. And, you know, the, the, the point is too, that when you sort of shorten that fasting window, you're getting rid of a lot of the opportunity to eat this sort of junk. Uh, you know, that, 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 that gets very tempting. Like the, you, you walk by and there's donuts on the, oh, yeah. like a, you know, muffins on Pringles, the coffee. Hey, yeah, you, yeah, you it's name like, it. Exactly. It's all there. Especially well, if you're sitting at home in the kitchen or something, right? Two questions come so. to mind. I'm just thinking like the audience is listening right now. And I feel like you're saying junk. And obviously I'm a hundred percent behind what you're saying here. We want to minimize the processed foods and mainly their carbohydrates that were all sugar and carbs and salty snack foods. And, you know, and the, the, the more natural foods, you know, I, I always like to look at the ancestral diet and I'm not saying everyone has to eat, you know, um, you know, more of a meat-based diet, but I feel like a lot of people are scared of that what is your take jason on a on a meat-based diet because i know there's controversy even on that and not that that's something that you're necessarily focused in on uh, versus a plant-based diet but i feel like my first question is if we replace the junk could we replace it with more of an animal-based diet and and some plants of course yeah. and then two uh i feel like this is important because i feel like if people get to that one meal a day where i'm at and i tell people you know that i'm doing one meal a day and they look at me like i'm from mars they they're like <laughs> what and i'm not i have zero hunger you know i use electrolytes i've used healthy fats to suppress appetite uh you know and if i drink water i'll add some electrolytes and that really makes a difference but i, I want people to know that if they do this 20 
24 hour window, you know, where it's one meal a day, possibly that they're not going to disappear and lose muscle. Because I think so many people I've spoken to feel like, well, you're, you're not being healthy. And then I show them, you know, I've gained um, almost 20 pounds of lean muscle during this COVID-19 window by eating more of a carnivore diet fasting one meal a day, you know, I'll have a nice ribeye, <laughs> something like that, maybe some eggs and, and a little collagen or something like that. And maybe some zucchini or some plants, you know, a little, little something that I enjoyed. But if I do that one meal, the results I've gained, you know, lean muscle, I've lost the body fat and, you know, I'm almost 50 and I feel like I'm at the best shape of my life. And, you, you know, Paul Saladino, he's in phenomenal shape. He's in his early forties. Sean Baker's in his uh, mid fifties and Mark Sisson, he's in his late 60s. 60s, 67. These yeah. are just some people that embrace this. And I would say they're in superstar shape, but would you share with us your thoughts on this junk you say we have to minimize? And obviously it's yeah. so sad that JAMA, because this was a, a study published in the Journal of American Medicine, correct? Yeah. So, I mean, it, it is a, it is a randomized trial. The problem yeah. I think is that you didn't have people who actually um, have the clinical experience of actually using this for people. Sure. If they had asked me, I would have said, I don't think that's going to work. Like if you're eating junk if, food, literally. Yeah, you, yeah. Literally, because that's ad, that's the term they use ad libitum. And the, the thing. Say that word food, again. What was the term? So ad, ad libitum is the, is the Latin term. So it's for junk uh, food <laughs> for <laughs> American food it's to, you know, at Liberty or whatever. So you, wow. You, and you know what people are going to eat? Whatever, They're going right? to eat the junk. Yeah. Yeah. You tell me I can eat pizza and, you know, French Holy moly. chips and ice cream all day. I'll be like, yeah, this is great. Like, you know, the problem is of course they didn't do well. <laughs> No, like it's all sugar and processed carbohydrates. Exactly. So what would you so, suggest we would have replaced it with? I mean, obviously well, I mean, there's lots of yeah, options, I mean, right? There's lots of options. And and I think that the good thing, like I don't necessarily say you have to do a plant-based diet. I don't say you necessarily have to do an animal-based diet either. Both can be very healthy. Like you can eat meat all day like Sean and, yep. and Paul, and you can be very healthy. Now they eat sure. often, I think once a day, uh, you know, as well, because it keeps you really full. So you oh my gosh, no yeah. hunger when you eat this high fat, high protein diet. And can you explain for anyone listening why a high fat, high protein diet like that, like what Sean and, and, uh, and Jason do, or uh, Sean and Paul do, oh. I apologize, why that turns off hunger? Because it really, I've been doing that. And I, I feel no hunger when I eat that way. And, and a couple of electrolytes, which help too, you know? Yeah, I mean, because the, the protein and the fat, they activate these satiety hormones, things like mm -hmm. peptide YY, cholecystokinin. So they really keep you full. And the other thing is that as you start, um, you know, mostly eating uh, protein and fat, your body is metabolizing fat. So the change from fasting, where you're basically eating body fat to eating is, is, is sort of seamless. So therefore, the reason you don't get so much hunger is because the body's able to transition very easily into metabolizing body fat, which is the exact same as if you're eating. Uh, so eating and fasting is the same. The body's just getting its energy from fat. Um, so, so it's very yeah. easy for that. And, and it, it makes it easy. I mean, the other thing is, of course, getting into the sort of rhythm of it, the habit of it makes it very easy because a lot of our hunger is not real hunger. It's more sort of learned. Uh, you learn, okay, time to eat lunch. 
I'm hungry now. So you do actually get hungry, but only because you've trained yourself that way. And that's all in here. Yeah. Well, exactly. And that's one of the keys of uh, fasting is it sort of breaks that uh, sort of dependence on, oh, I must eat because it's lunchtime or I must eat because it's dinnertime. If you're busy during lunch, then you eat. And if you're not busy, you know, if you're busy during lunch, then you don't eat and that's it. And your body just goes right, or, you know, you just sail right through. So it, it not only affects the sort of, physiology but also it affects the psychology that you don't have to eat all the time and i think that this is the um you know the, the key oh sorry just to finish my my uh the, what you're asking about the whole Please. the plant-based versus uh, carnivore yeah. so the whole thing about the 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 diets that you can be very healthy with both i don't make any specific recommendations you can even be healthy eating carbohydrates but it's the processing that really makes it bad because there's lots of cultures they eat lots of beans and stuff and it's uh, you know and, and they do fine if you want to do that no problem i think you'll do fine w- would you, you say start- if people did a little more plant-based jason uh because you explained it so well when you do more animal-based how it turns off the hunger and, and you feel more satiated with the plants they're not quite as uh, they're not structured the same as animal protein yeah. obviously so you may be eating i mean it does save a little money i know plants are more affordable for everyone out there and some people like it for you know budgets but some people do like plant-based but you would would you somehow agree that that a plant-based site is going to require during that one window probably more volume to fill you up right yeah probably like you probably need a bit more bulk you know mm-hmm. uh, you know the problem is with a lot of plant-based diet and and now of course they don't talk about plant-based they talk about whole food plant-based because you could eat chocolate donuts all day and be plant-based right it's Yikes. not healthy Nobody doritos healthy. all that exactly you could shit eat but it is chips, <laughs> and chocolate yeah. donuts all day that's you know, plant-based. people would be very happy it's a plant-based diet so that's why nobody or, or few people talk about plant-based as a healthy and now they go whole food plant-based and i agree with that right if you eat whole plants and stuff you're way better off than eating chocolate donuts all day long oh so so that's the thing is that there's nothing intrinsically healthy about eating a plant-based diet that is Mm. you know that's that's the point you can eat chocolate donuts and 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 pizza you know vegetarian pizza but you know you could do that and nobody thinks that's a healthy diet so sure you could certainly do that you may have to you may have to tweak your your fasting a little bit but the point is that, you know, by changing the foods, you can make a big difference. And, and you yeah. don't want people to eat sort of whatever. If you're trying to lose weight and you say you can eat whatever you want, it's not helpful. As opposed to if somebody tells you, you need to eat three structured meals a day. Now you think, okay, well, I need to eat sort of like my mom taught me, which is a bit of vegetable, a bit of is not too much sugar. That's a structured meal, right? And sure, that's the sure. problem with the study, the way they did it is that they were trying to, they're trying to let people eat whatever they want, because they saw this in the rat study, and it didn't work for humans. And I didn't think it would work for humans. Hmm. Like if, if anybody had asked me, I would have said, ah, that doesn't sound like a good idea. Like you sh- if you're going to do the fasting, you should do it the proper way, which is eat normally during your eating window and cut out everything outside of that. Don't try and cram in snacks because you're not going to eat. Don't try and cram this in. You're trying to get your body to eat your body fat. So the other problem, of course, which is what the New York Times article was trying to say is this, what they saw was a very small decrease. Uh, So so both groups Mm -hmm. actually had very similar weight loss. 
um, slightly more for the fasting group, but nothing, nothing, you know, major. But but when they measured the sort of lean mass loss versus fat loss, they saw a little bit more of the lean muscle loss. And 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 you know the which the group media, again, Jason? With which in group? the fasting group, they said, oh, maybe there was a little bit more of the. Lean well, let's mass segue to that, that because lost. I think that's a and question that was, people always have, especially if we're now maybe saying twenty four hours is even better. Are they going to yeah. lose even more muscle? How do you? How do you address the loss of muscle? Because I have never experienced that. I've actually gained yeah, muscle. And, and you know? I don't actually think it's true. So mm. again, this is what happens when you have people who don't, you know, they're not using it for like, you know, like I do where I use it for lots and lots of people for years and years and years. So I, I've seen it all. I'll tell you that it's a, it's, it's a great option for people. You don't have to do it. I mean, I'm not saying that you have to do it, but it's an option for people if they do well. The thing about the, the lean mass is that the, when you're overweight, you actually don't just have too much fat. You also have too much protein. Somewhere on the order, and remember the people in this study are like 100 kilos, so 230 pounds sort of thing. So yeah, big people, people yeah. who are overweight, not only have too much fat, but they also have too much protein. And that's the connective tissue, which is the stuff that holds all your cells in place. That's the skin, that's the blood vessels. All of that is not fat. That is protein, that is lean mass. Okay, so you have to understand. So if you're overweight, you have too much protein by about 50, 60, 70% compared to a lean person. And that is okay? so it's uh, not muscle. And that is an adaptation that occurs to help keep your body, I would hope, at that heavy weight yeah, exactly. from breaking or falling apart. I mean, it's literally supportive tissues, right? To keep yeah. and this a is heavy what frame does. together. Yeah. So when you fast, what happens is that you start to, as you go into the longer fast, if you're, um, you know, once you get through the glucose, then you actually start, there's a, there's a short window in there where you're actually burning protein. And protein is not the same as muscle. And people always think that burning protein is a bad thing, but it's a good thing because if you have too much protein, you don't want it. You don't want that excess flappy skin. That's why we don't have that. We don't see the same problem. Oh, I'm so happy you brought that skin, up. Um, that other people do because they lose the fat, but they don't lose the protein. Whereas when you start fasting, there's a period somewhere where it's starting probably around 16 hours, going up to about 30 hours, where we actually start to burn protein. And you'd say, why is that a good thing? Well, if you think about autophagy, that's a process of burning stuff you don't need, like the protein that you don't need. Remember, fat is just a store of energy. It just sits there for the most part. When you have way too much of it, it, you know, it gets you all their problems. But you also have too much protein, so you're bringing that down. It's not necessarily muscle. When you don't eat, your body will actually just start getting rid of certain protein because it thinks that there's no food coming in. I can't have all this you know, body mass that I'm supporting here. So I need to get rid of it. So it's not going to just use the, the protein, the, the fat, but it's also going to burn some of the protein. And like autophagy, the first thing you do is get rid of this protein that you don't need, the stuff you don't need, but it doesn't know what it doesn't need, right? So it just gets rid of protein and then rebuilds what it needs when you start to eat again. Because remember, mm -hmm. growth hormone goes up during fasting. So when you eat again, your body's going to rebuild what you don't need and you're going to not rebuild what you don't need because the body can't say, oh, I, need, I, I have too much skin. I know that. It doesn't know that. 
it just gets rid of all protein and then rebuilds what you need. So if you're exercising, for example, that's the way you build or lose muscle. Like you, what you eat has very little to do with uh, the muscle that you build or don't build. So you send an astronaut, you send a person into space. Hey everyone, it's Jorge. Hey, I wanted to interrupt the show just for one single minute to invite you to join the number one newsletter that really is about controlling appetite. I call it Zero Hunger Live. Uh, and you can go to zerohungerlive.com. The bottom of the page, we have a sign up for this newsletter. It comes out every Friday from yours truly. And it really is the number one source on my best biohacks that we don't even cover on the show to help control appetite, including emotional hunger. So if you are struggling with that, please join our newsletter. Check it out at zero, the number zero, but spelled out Z-E-R-O, hungerlive.com. And you'll sign up and get it for free every Friday, and it's exclusive to listeners, all right? Just go to zerohungerlive.com. Let's get back to the show. They start losing muscle right away. Why? Because you're not using your muscle. There's no gravity, so you don't use your muscles. You lose so they start, yep. they, they, they lose muscle, they lose bone right away. So they have to exercise to do that. Same thing with the body. So how much muscle you gain or lose, and you see it in the study, there's no d difference in their strength when they test them on the strength. It's not muscle necessarily that you're losing. And the loss of protein, just like in autophagy, is a good thing, not a bad thing. But of course, you don't, people who aren't familiar with fasting won't know that. They just say, oh, you're losing muscle. Because you're fasting. And then yeah. the, yeah, and then the newspaper says, oh, people lose muscle. You shouldn't do this. It's like, okay, well, you know, forgetting the fact that, you know, fasting has been used for thousands of years. Thousands, it has. And been. it's yeah. in the word breakfast. It's like literally the word tells you that you should have a daily fasting period. You're just extending it if you want to lose weight, right? It's, it's a part of a natural cycle of eating and fasting, eating and fasting. You're not supposed to eat all the time. And you're not supposed to fast all the time. So it's this natural cycle. And I think that this is the problem is that you get these researchers who haven't advised people how to do it and yes. they haven't, they haven't understood it and they haven't actually treated people with it. And then uh, they try and do a study and then it's designed in a way that's going to minimize your good results. Like I said, you know, mm -hmm. you don't want somebody eating eight times in eight hours. I mean, that's, that's worse insane. than eating three times a day. Yeah, right? no, they literally uh, have cranked it up. And, 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 well, and that's what happened in the study know. in the New York Times, yeah. right? It seems that yeah. way. Yeah, they so. could. we don't know what they did, but we know that they were told to eat whatever they want, whenever they want, as long as it's within that. Within what that was it, that hour. term again, Jason, that term, fancy uh, ad, term? Ad libitum. So it's yeah. Latin term, and it's, it's, you see it a lot. In, I think uh, that is why this study was flawed because that really is unhealthy and if anyone out there has tried my version of it or your version of it i think i feel like we guide them with a structured meal plan right jason you have to yeah, and hopefully have, to have a structured whole foods and healthy whole foods, foods and ancestral foods even you know with yeah, good, and you're good still protein not trying to eat that often like if you yeah. eat an eight hour window and you eat at say noon and then seven that's what it is it doesn't mean you snack all day just because it's within that eight hours I mean, this is the problem is that they thought that people could snack all day with chocolate donuts all day long, as long as it's within that eight hours, because that's what the, what the rat yeah. study told them. Yeah. They would still lose weight. 
Well, I could have told you, you'll never lose weight snacking all day on chocolate donuts for eight no. hours a day eating chocolate donuts. So this is the thing is that they, they chose an intervention. And then, of course, when it was negative, it was a bit of a surprise to them because they were expecting, you know, people would just lose weight. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, like I said, it's it, it, it would have to be a lot longer to be the same as that rat. You'd have to be at a probably a 36 hour fast to be similar to that rat study. So if you ate once in thir every 36 hours, you'd probably be not too bad because it's hard to stuff yourself so much at one sitting. Um, it still wouldn't be the way I'd go, but you know, it's, it's the way you do the study. And the other thing is, of course, that there's no allowance for individuality. That is, um, if it's working, great, I leave it. If it doesn't work, I, I, I change it, right? And of course, in a study, you don't do that. For so sure. of course... You know, people get the idea, they read these articles, they say, oh, the science said that fasting doesn't work. I'm like, so if you don't eat, you, you will lose weight. Like, do you have a problem with that? Like, there's just no, like, you can't get around the, the math of it, right? If you're not eating, and you're still alive. Yep. You need to use energy. Like you yeah. need to generate a source of energy from somewhere. Some of yeah. it will come from glucose, which is good because as your glucose goes down, but some of it will come from protein as well during that 16 to 30 hour period. That's not a bad thing necessarily, but that's no, what they that say. Clear. They see it yeah. and they say it's a bad thing. It's like, yeah. no, it's a good thing. Depends where and it's coming from. Fat. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so your body has only those three options to use and all of them are good in specific settings. And that's why you need a very deep knowledge of this sort of topic. You can't just say, okay, this is what we're doing. And, uh, you know, there it is. Right. Jason, could you share with us briefly how you mentioned 24 hours being such a, a magic uh, tipping point, but then you alluded, I think a little bit that you could go beyond that. And I feel like if anyone knows what that's like, and has had clients and, and, and has worked with people that have gone, I think, did you mention 30 hour fasts at one point? Yeah. So if you go there, 24, what happens so and, and yeah, tell us why that um, is beneficial and that isn't something that should be poo-pooed. I mean, is there a limit? Where do you, I mean, take us through those higher limits past 24 hours, yeah, 30 so, hours, I mean, the next one. Yeah. These are sort of like double-edged swords. So the higher you go, the more powerful you are. But on the other hand, if you can, it can hurt you if, if you don't do it properly. Tell us. So 24 Tell us hours. the good and the bad. Yeah. Yeah. So 24 hours, almost anybody can do. And this is assuming you're not malnourished and, you know, you're, you're, talking to your doctor and you're sure. adjusting your medications, like all that other stuff. And that's uh, the OMAD hours. acronym. acronym yeah. So the uh, one meal a day is the 24 hour fast, which is, it's just great because it makes it very easy. That is, you don't have to think about it too much. It's like, I eat one meal a day. Like that's when I eat and that's it. So we have researchers like Dr. Mark Matson who wrote the article in New England. I mean, he, I think he's been doing it for like 20 years. Right. And he's, what's his name again, Jason? Uh, Mark Matson. So he's a researcher at the NIH. He wrote an article about fasting in the New England Journal of Medicine, which is the most prestigious journal. And I think he's done it himself on interviews. I've seen him talk about it. And I think he does it like he's been doing it for years and years. One meal a day. Fine. Yeah. So he does that. Just and I'll tell you, it's it's it's. If you would share that with me, Jason, I'd love to share it with all our audience. Do you happen to have the article or a PDF yeah, yeah, you yeah. could share later? Um, yeah, if not, you can find it uh, okay. easily. But I'll, I'll I'll send it to you. Thank you. Um, we'll include it in the show notes, guys. Yeah. But the the thing is that the it's 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 a great combination of efficacy and simplicity, right? As you start to go longer, it really starts to impact 
the way you live your life because you have dinner with your family, you have, you know, you go out and meet friends and stuff. Well, maybe not now, but before you, you do this kind of social, it's, it's eating is not purely sustenance. There's a huge social component to it and you can't ignore that. So when you start going longer, it's really starts to impact that. So that's why 24 hours is a lot is, is really the simplest thing to do. When you go longer, you get more power because what you do is you're getting past the sugar. So that the, the sugar lasts 24 hours. And after that you start, burning low protein at 30 hours. By the time you get past that, you're pretty well just burning fat. So the advantage of going up to like a 36 hour fast, which is say if you eat dinner on Monday, you would not eat until Wednesday morning. So that's 36 hours. You're, you're well past 24 hours, right? So say so that one more time. So the scenario would be for someone listening. So say you eat dinner at say seven on a Monday, yeah. and then you skip all of Tuesday's meals and you go to Wednesday morning at seven, there That's a 36 hour uh, period of fasting. And the advantage of that is that as you go to 36 hours is that you get an extra eight hours of fasting pretty much for free because you're sleeping, uh, right? So you're sleeping, but while you're sleeping, your body has to continue to burn energy and the only source left is body fat. So you're getting sort of eight hours for free. So even though you drop one meal, you're going up by 12 hours, which gives you a huge boost in terms of the, you know, its power. So the other um, thing is that oftentimes when you wake up, you're sort of reset. A lot of times people are not even hungry by that. And so they can even extend it and, and, and keep going. So that's the thing is that you can really go as long as you want. Remember, your body has energy stored in the form of body fat, which is, you know, for one day, you only need about half a pound of body fat. So a pound of fat is about 3,500 calories. So you need maybe 1,800. That's a half a pound. So for if you're 100 kilos, like the people in the study, you're talking about, so 240 pounds. And it's probably at least like, you know, they're probably, if you're overweight, they're probably something like 30, 40% body fat, right? It's, you're, you're talking about like 80 pounds of body fat of which you need half. So wow. you're long way from being in danger of running out. What you're trying to do, of course, is you're trying to force your body into using the body fat instead of the food. Because you remember, your body has a perfectly good source of food sitting in your fat stores. That's what the right bears there. do. Yeah. yeah, so uh, you don't need it's to safe. Go this is not dangerous. It's not an eating disorder. Yeah. It's just a strategy to improve health. Exactly, and it's not like you know it's different. I mean, yeah, I'm not treating 16 year old girls who weigh you know 56 pounds, right? It's, yeah. I'm treating like you know 60 year old men who weigh 300 pounds. They're not in danger of anorexia nervosa, and it's not that much fun. So people tell, oh, it's disordered eating. It's like, okay, well, first of all, it's not that much fun. Two, they need it more than they need to eat. And three, it's not like I have to force them to eat again. Mm -hmm. It's hard to get them to fast. It's not that much. It's not that it's not like I'm worried that any one of these. So out of the thousands of people I've seen, I don't think I've ever had to force somebody off the fasting and say, oh, you need to stop right now. Because yeah, don't yeah. treat 16-year-old girls who weigh 56 pounds, right? No, there you not. could. You might get into trouble. But it's a all a matter of is it the right intervention for the right person? 
So if you have type two diabetes and you're 60 years old and you weigh 300 pounds, this will do you a lot more good than eating six meals a day sort of thing, right? It's a lot better for you. And that's the whole point. You have to know who should do it, who should not. And then the thing about the, the muscle loss is that in order for the body, so the body stores energy in two ways, it stores it as sugar and it stores it as body fat. So in order for you to start burning muscle right away, uh, other than what we talked about, you'd have to believe that nature, mother nature is so stupid that we store energy as body fat and sugar. And then when we need it, we start burning protein. Like mm -hmm. why would, how would we have even survived if we, our bodies were just that stupid? Like it doesn't make any sense. Yes, there's a little bit of protein burning. And if you understand the physiology, there's this period right in there about 16, 30 hours that you're going to get some protein burning. And it's not necessarily a bad thing because you can rebuild that protein. If you lose excess protein, that's not a bad thing. It's a good thing because remember there's all these diseases where you have too much protein, not too much fat, but excess protein that you need to sort of break down. You have to almost trust your body that it has that intelligence. You know, this mother nature yeah. created us in a way where we have that. And is it true, Jason, for people that are fasting? Because I know I've noticed for me, it's been very helpful. I've had little, I call them little biohacks, you know, about my uh, cruise control coffee, where I put the healthy fats in there to help with uh, satiating hunger, healthy fats. But I've moved a little more towards electrolytes, you know, minerals, magnesium, mm -hmm. potassium, and a little bit of that. And it's been very helpful. Uh, you know, I drink that in the morning and I've, uh, not that I've stopped drinking coffee, but I don't drink as much of it. And I almost am not using butter anymore in my coffee coffee. Have you had any experience with mineral electrolytes with your clients to help them? Yeah, a lot uh, of them bridge? find it useful. So it's right. salt and electrolytes and stuff. I mean, personally, I just use tea um, or coffee. Uh, that's yeah. typically what I do. Just I'm used to it. I don't, you know, but again, it's just getting, getting it through. You, f you find out what you need and then you do it, right? And, so so, and those things don't break the fast, right? Because I always feel like people are always yeah. worried that coffee will break the fast, tea would break the fast, electrolytes. There are a lot of things that maybe we can end on this for people that want to do this. Obviously, uh, we're going to give them your website and I want them to pick up your books because they're invaluable. But what would you say are probably a few things they could do that would be allowed during a fasting window? Obviously, tea, coffee, uh, we've talked about healthy fats, electrolytes. Yeah. What else? Those are all things. Those are probably the big ones, right? So green tea is what I recommend to people. Uh, sure. Coffee is great. And again, the other thing is that it gives you something to do. So say you get really hungry at lunchtime, mm -hmm. then get yourself a big hot cup of green tea. By the time you finish it, the hunger wave has sort of mostly passed. Pass. It gives you something to do, gives you something to drink. Same yeah. thing with the electrolytes. You can put salt in water. People sometimes use you know, apples, diluted apple cider vinegar, for example, it's just whatever gets you through bone broth is a great one. It's not a strict fast again, but it's good just to get you through. Bone don't really broth. hurt the fasting too much, a little bone no. broth, you know, because I no, know people no. have asked about that. They've said, Oh, won't that break the fast? It's too much protein, but is there a ga gauge for the protein? No more than certain amount of grams or carbohydrates. I think we've talked uh, carbs, no. but Again, if, as long as you're keeping it little, so the key is that your body is going to see the, 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 you know, the protein or the fat or whatever, and it will sort of blip up a little bit, then it'll just go back down. Like if you're assuming you're not taking like a full small amount. amounts, like a tiny amounts are not going to make any difference.
All right. Yeah. And probably under three grams, you would say, if it's carbs or proteins, yeah. somewhere in there. Yeah, I think so. But like diluted. And the tea and coffee obviously don't have any of that. So we're they don't fine. Really have anything. And elect mineral electrolytes don't have that either. So we're yeah, exactly. there. So I love it. Well, Jason, please share with us where people can find you online because you have an incredible community, which I think is. Uh, the premier community for for this kind of support. And I feel like obviously you lead this. Tell them a little bit about it, would you, Jason? Yeah, so you can go to thefastingmethod.com and there's a lot of uh, information there. There's sort of links to YouTube and the blogs and all that sort of stuff. And then there's also a paid program uh, for, which is a community with where we provide sort of the tools that people need to fast, mm-hmm. you know, health trackers and, um, you know, people that you can interact with and courses and videos and all that kind That's of great. stuff. If, if you really have trouble with the fasting, and you feel that you need the help, then we're there to provide it for you. And that's the fastingmethod.com. That's great. And then what would be the book you'd recommend for someone wanting to read more on the site? You've written so many good ones and I know yeah, you have so, some, some so coming up you, too. Yeah. So if you, if you want to know the sort of practical stuff, the complete guide to fasting is a practical guide. The, the obesity code is more of a scientific uh, talk about how that is. And my upcoming book is the cancer code, which is again, sort of a description of sort of our understanding of cancer. It's not, ne- it's, it's not necessarily about uh, nutrition or fasting or so on. It's, it's a bit more broad than that. It's, it's more of a discussion of sort of our understanding of cancer as a disease. Incredible. And how fasting can help uh, alleviate that to some degree, right, Jason? Yeah, there's, there's a lot of uh, sort of beginning evidence. Um, you know, most of the book is not about that. But you know, I do talk about it as, as a strategy at the end, uh, how it could potentially do it. There's not a lot of data. And that's the, that's the reason it's there's not more about it. I can't wait for, and that'll be out this year or next? Uh, November the 10th, actually. So ah, all right. We'll have to talk about that soon. But uh, Jason, I can't thank you enough for your time and for setting the record straight about this this controversy out there. And I feel like you provide such a, a simple uh, solution and, 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 and an explanation that made total sense. So thank you so much. I, my hat's off to you always for your, your work. And please, everyone, follow Jason on social. Give them, would you mind giving them your social media so they can find yeah, you? So on Instagram or um, Twitter, it's uh, at Dr. Jason Fung. That's Dr. Jason Fung. On YouTube, though, <laughs> uh, it's just Jason Fung. If you Jason go to Dr. Jason Fung, it's some scam site that uses my name and image and oh my tries God. to sell you stuff. So just <laughs> remember, Jason uh, it's on Jason Fung on YouTube, but on Instagram and Twitter, it's Dr. Jason Fung. Hey, it's Jorge. If you have one more minute, I wanted to address something that I think is super important. And that is if you need help with anything from the show, uh, if you need help about losing belly fat, if you want help about intermittent fasting, if you want help about exercise, interval training, anything at all, uh, I want you to join my Fit Family on text. It's a brand new service I've just launched. And uh, if you really do need help, I want you to text me right now. It really is that simple. You'll be part of my texting family. I have a group of people that I work with via text, and it's all for free. So I'd love you to join. All you have to do is text my uh, Malibu number. It's a 424 area code number. So I'm going to give it to you right now. Jot this down. Or while you're listening, text me right now. I mean it. 424-228. 9548. And you'll join my Fit family. Let me give it to you one more time. It's area code 424 228 
9548. Now, it's going to work only in the U.S., so I have to say that if you're listening to our show outside of the U.S., sorry, no international texting yet at least. And uh, But 80% of you in the U.S. should be able to text me. I know if you have T-Mobile, you have to put on premium service or something like that. Uh, but this is free, and I'm going to be giving away a lot of my time on this texting service. A lot of free things like our Belly Fat Cure course will be announced on here. So if you've done my survey, this is how you'll get access to it. Uh, I'll be doing special live stream events only for people in my texting community. And I'll be announcing my next 19-day challenge on there as well. So really utilize this, and, uh, and you'll get first glances from our show as well. So it'll be a great chance for us to connect, and I may even call you and FaceTime you. So it'll be kind of a fun thing. Again, the number, text me, literally do it right now, area code 424-228-9548. And I look forward to having you join my fit family. Take good care, and God bless. Peace and purpose.